You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Nights Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, it's like almost officially fall. I know. It's October have tomorrow. You, have you had any pumpkin spice lattes yet? Uh, no, I'm not really a latte guy. Have you had any Oktoberfest beers? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, Oktoberfest beer is interesting because if it's good, it's really good. If it's bad, it's just a bad beer. Yeah, so. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm a big beer expert. Um, all right, today on the show, we have some training camp uh, topics to discuss. Um, we have some NBA news overall, and then we have our sports uh, three-star sports card, Card Corner, to get to to go over uh, two younger guys that I like uh, just – or maybe maybe I don't like them. I'll just look at my notes to see what I wrote. But um, just go over the card values of those guys. Uh, but to start off, Julian, um, yesterday, uh, as always, it's like a tradition this time of year. And and you know from working from the team, it's actually pretty funny, is that we try to keep these like jersey unveils under wraps. Never and happens. Then, and then like always, it's like some weird Twitter account ends up leaking the jerseys and what they look like. Dude, it's um, always like a friend of somebody who works for the team stores. Yeah. Like the like or like for fanatics or like, something like someone like that, that has no you know? affiliation with the Timberwolves. Right. And then yeah. So um if you haven't seen the jerseys yet, I think John Krasinski like quote tweeted uh whoever actually like sent the the link out or the, the pictures and people have confirmed that they are indeed the city edition jerseys for the Timberwolves this year. If you haven't seen them, it's kind of a mix-up of the old school, like 1994, like the original, like you think like yeah. the first, like KG draft night jersey. I think his is actually a, a white jersey, but like basically the first Timberwolves jerseys, those blue ones. And then it's combined with the trees um, from like the later KG years in the late 1990s, early 2000s. Um, Julian, your, your, your thoughts? I think they're pretty cool. I... Like, I mean, my favorite is just like the black retros. Yeah. Like, I think that's the like that that tree version that we had like two years ago. I don't think they're really going to top that. 
Um, I mean, the city, the print city editions were really good, but those were good for a different reason. Just like pure design wise, I really like those black jerseys. These look kind of shiny. Yeah, um, I, which is kind of different. They look, I don't know if it's the picture, but they look kind of like they have like a kind of like starter jacket, like uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know what the material is, like kind of polyester shine to them, which is like pretty unusual because if that's the case, because most the like pretty much all the NBA jerseys now are like totally matte. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we'll see what they, we'll see what they actually look like. And are these, I'm trying to think, are these the city editions? Or are these like the five-year anniversary ones? Oh, I don't know. I'll look because, um, or maybe somebody can tell us the next podcast we do because I don't really want to go look on Twitter for it. But so I guess my only concern would be um, like, I, I enjoy the city edition ones because they tie in the city. I guess my only complaint would be, and these are sick jerseys, by the way. I love these. I guess my only complaint would be that I don't know how these tie in Minneapolis at all or yeah, St. Paul. Maybe they're so, not the, are they not the, maybe they're not the cities then. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, but I, but I like the jerseys. I've had people, multiple people talk to me already today about saying that they don't own a Jersey, but like if they're going to, um, you know, this is it. So, yeah. I mean, I mean just, that, that wolves kind of font is cool. Like that's a fun throwback. Yeah. And of I course think, I like the trees, but. Yeah, let me just do a quick little search. Just otherwise, somebody can tell us. But yeah, otherwise, um, they look good. I thought I think they're nice jerseys. Um, yep, they're the city edition jerseys. So, well, either way, sick jerseys. Um, okay, Julian. Topic number two for training camp um, from our good friend Jace Frederick over at the Pioneer Press does a great job covering the Wolves. He's been on this podcast twice, um, and he also has like a golf podcast and he's a fantasy football podcast. Jace is kind of like doing it all. Here we go. Um, which also is kind of, I think, just the story of the Pioneer Press. But um, Jace says, Patrick Beverly said that Minnesota was on the, sh the list of teams he wanted to go this offseason once he couldn't reach an extension with the Clippers. Mm -hmm. He insinuated he was going to go to Minnesota all along and not Memphis. Do you buy this? Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I guess I like buy I buy that he maybe could have known that he was going to be moved because like that kind of well I don't I don't think I buy much I don't think I buy any of it honestly I don't know why yeah. you have Beverly you're like why do you want, want to go to Minnesota go to the Timberwolves yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's easy so. to say after the fact it's like this is where I always wanted to go um, right what I know about being it, a Minnesota Timberwolves fan for so long is like literally nobody wants to be here right so yeah. Yeah, until no, they're I here and then him. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess I, back yeah, to the Beverly thing. Possible. We talked about this when we acquired him. Like, um, you know, you can argue whether or not Rubio is better than than Beverly, but like, are you warming up to the idea that Beverly could play a big role in this team? Or definitely, I think that he will play a big role in this team. I don't, I think that there, I don't think there's much of a scenario where he doesn't play a big role on this team, unless the wolves really just trade, unless he gets traded. I think if he's on the team, he's playing a big role. Um, and I think maybe that's the draw if you're Beverly and you're like, okay, yeah. I can come here and actually play a lot. Um, I mean, you got to think he'll be the primary backup to D low, you know, maybe a spot starter. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, I think, It'll be really interesting to see how the rotation shakes out. I wouldn't be surprised to see Beasley and and 
Beverly coming off the bench together, um, which I think would be kind of a nice one-two punch of defense and scoring. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's hard because it's it really depends on what else is going on with the roster. But I mean, the criticism of the trade was never like he's not going to play a big role. You know, um, I think he'll definitely play a role. Yeah, and I think a big part of it too is. I mean, maybe I do buy it now that I like, think about it because he has one year left on his contract. He's 33 years old. You want to go somewhere where you can play and then you probably look around and Rubio, when Rubio got traded, it's like, well, the Timberwolves are one team that needs a backup point guard. And mm-hmm. I'm entering a contract year where maybe if he plays well this right. year, he gets like a two-year $12 million deal or something with the team to be their yep. backup. So yeah, maybe, maybe he's on the list. I don't know if it's for the right role. Not the right reasons for us, maybe, but financially for him. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, next topic, uh, Ryan Saunders. Um, sounds like he's taking the year off, but he's going to stay involved. Um, Saunders was at Nuggets practice uh, earlier this week. Um, and, and, like, for, for some reference there, back when Mike Malone, who was the Kings coach before the Nuggets coach, people might forget about this, um, Flip Saunders actually brought Mike Malone into Timberwolves practice um, just like for, for a week and, and coaches oh. do this all the time. Like, just like a little, yeah, like, totally. just like a little, like, Hey, this is how we're doing things. Do you have any advice? Blah, blah, blah. It's not necessarily a job interview, but, uh, Dane Moore reported that, uh, when Wes Unsell Jr. Left the nuggets and took the wizard's job, which is ironic because a lot of people thought that that wizard's job would go to Ryan Saunders. Um, the nuggets, uh, reached out to, to offer Saunders a lead assistant job with the nuggets um, it sounds like Saunders must have declined that offer, which tells you that he's probably just taking the full year off um, and, and gets back in the league next year. And obviously good for him. I think they, they just had their second kid. Um, you know, if he, like he's the guy, the guy's been working in basketball since he was 22, he, you know, he can take a season off, but whoever gets him next year, like, you know, I, I think we, we can all admit that he probably wasn't ready to be an NBA head coach when he was an NBA coach, especially in this market. Like you look back at it and you say, yeah, like the storybook thing is that his dad was a coach here. He gets to be a coach here, but like there really wasn't a scenario where that was actually ever going to work out because there's mm-hmm. too much pressure. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where he goes next year, hopefully a contender. And then, you know, also you have two or three good years as an assistant and you're right back in that, that yeah, mix of, right? of young because I think he's only 32 or 33 or maybe 34. Very like in three young. years, he's 37 and he's still a young head coach. Like, um, so yeah, that's n- not much going on for Timberwolves news. That's, that's kind of it. Um, training camp will continue to go. And and we, we, we had a pretty heavy Timberwolves talk, um, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday this week, um, mm-hmm. in our podcast. So go check that out. We talk about like the last week, obviously for the wolves and then kind of what's to come. And, um, I dude, I saw uh, Sam Hinkie tweeted about Gupta too. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel, I feel pretty optimistic. Like I think the yeah, business totally. side. We talked about this before, but the business side is still a mess and will be until changes are made. But like for the first time in a while, I actually f- I feel confident with like a Gupta Chris Finch leadership. Yeah, on, they just on, seem very stable. Yeah, like, and they just seem like very stable, respected guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I, I think respected is like the big part. Um, all right, uh, let's do our DraftKings read. Uh, week three, the NFL football season is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, week DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer restriction apply. See DraftKings.com for more details. All right. Let's hit some NBA news and... uh, uh, we, 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 we've talked later, uh, earlier on this podcast in, in like recent episodes about the NBA's stance on, uh, COVID-19 and, um, vaccinations and mm-hmm. cities that are basically saying like, Hey, in order to play a game or actually like be in a building indoors, you need to be vaccinated in a public place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's problematic for our old friend, Andrew Wiggins. So yes, it is. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins said, uh, Basically, he's not going to get the vaccine. He tried to use the religious exemption to um, basically tell his story of why he wasn't going to do it. The NBA declined that, which um, good for them because I don't think there was much of a yeah. No. Uh, and, and and the thing that bugged me the most, I don't know if you watch any Warriors media day. I I just saw a few clips. Wiggins had the chance multiple times to talk about oh, yeah. why he believes in what he believes, and he didn't really do himself any. No, like there, there was nothing positive from his camp. He just talked about how that was his choice and we don't need to hear about it. And the, the, the journalists weren't like roasting him over it. They were just asking him a simple question of like, what does he believe and why won't he get the vaccine? Um, so problematic for the warriors because, uh, where they play is a place where Andrew Wiggins actually needs to get the vaccine to play. And if he does not, he will miss 41 home games. Um, and then you think that he's going to miss the game is in New York and Brooklyn. So there's one game each there. So he's probably going to miss 44 games. Um, tough news for Wiggins because that's about $9 million in compensation. And um, he, you know, one reporter said, you're going to lose a lot of money. And Wiggins promptly says, that's my problem, not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like, I mean, the NBA, like the good news is the NBA, they just came out today and said 95% of the players. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm going to say. I I don't want to like make too, it's like almost not worth making too big of a deal out of this because it's like at the end of the day, like NBA players have been far more responsible than the general public about getting the vaccine. You know, like the NBA's vaccination rate is greater than, you know, any state, like, definitely better than the u.s like it like they've done a great job and so i don't i'm I'm hesitant like i don't want people to like look at wiggins and beal and um freaking who else was it i don't even know Kyrie, and just be like oh like freaking nba players like won't get the vaccine because that's not true yeah um it's like these very vocal holdouts that and and you know obviously i want them to get the i want everybody to get the vaccine um yeah there are consequences and there should be consequences and i think we're starting to reach the point in society where it's like if you're not willing to do what needs to be done then yeah there's going to be consequences and you have to weigh those those benefits so like i i mean the nba has done a good job nba players have done a nice job talking to each other and helping each other overcome vaccine hesitancy um we saw some of that on the Timberwolves and yep. um, yeah, I don't know if he really wants yeah. to put himself and his family at risk and lose a bunch of money. Like, I don't know. 
No, I agree. I think like, I mean, w w like the equivalent of, I mean, it's 5%, right? So mm -hmm. uh, like the, you're like, good luck going anywhere and finding 95 out of a hundred people that are vaccinated. Exactly. Um, right. right. So, no, I, I certainly agree with you. Um, I just think it's like, I think from a Timberwolves Very angle, disappointing. It's, just, it's disappointing. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, like, it, you know, and you feel for Carl Anthony Towns, right? It's like, yeah. what, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. especially, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, in, in that same realm, the NBA announced um, earlier today or last night, um, any player who elects to not comply with local vaccination mandates. So I think the distinction there is local vaccination mandates. Laws, yeah. Yep, not necessarily like if you're unvac. So the NFL is doing something where if you're not vaccinated and you miss a game and your team has to forfeit or sorry, your your team has to move its game, your team doesn't get to move its game. You forfeit the game and you don't get paid for that game because you chose yeah. not to get vaccinated. I think the important thing here is it's with local vaccination mandates. So right. basic ties back into Wiggins not getting paid. Um Kyrie in California. In exactly. York. Yeah. Yep. So basically, if they miss any games, yeah. whether it's voluntarily or if they get COVID and they're not vaccinated, they will not get paid. So, and that that matters for teams that travel too. You know. Yeah. So so like it it's obviously a big deal for players in places that have local vaccine mandates because that's a certain percentage of their games. But then like yeah, there will be games where players just won't be able to play. And, and that's how it should be. Yeah, I agree. And worth noting for breakthrough cases, you can still get COVID and you're going to keep your paycheck if you're vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. So that, that that's worth it's noting. It's not like too. you're discriminating against people who yeah. get COVID. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got COVID? That's... No pay for you. Um, right. Okay. Uh, and then we uh, alluded to this a little bit before, but um, Michael Porter Jr. signs a five-year max deal, a $200 million deal with the Nuggets. So basically the Nuggets kind of solidify their core. It's going to be Jokic, Murray, and, and Porter. I mean, I, I, I like Porter as a junior, as a junior, as a junior. <laughs> as a junior, I don't like his dad. No, but I mean, I, I will say like, and he looked good last year, right? Like, I mean, when, when he played 61 games, um, 19 points per game, uh, shot 44% from the three point line but he's only played in 116 games and he missed, missed his entire first season. I don't know. It's just, it's scary. And, and when you don't have an option, like these teams are kind of like put in a corner where like, if you don't give them this deal, somebody's probably going to next well, year. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're, you're not getting, so it's like, it's like one of those things where it may seem like, Oh, big risk, but it's, you're not getting somebody better. Yeah, as a, you're not getting a better young player as a free agent, you know. So it's like, I mean, maybe in a trade, but they don't really want to do that. So I think they were always going to extend him. I think the idea that he's like the final piece is should make Nuggets yeah. fans a little bit nervous. Um, I agree. Uh, don't I don't think he likes the vaccine either. He doesn't. So. No, we're just we're literally talking about every player of the five percent that doesn't. Um, no, I, yeah, I agree. I think like the deal is a deal within itself. Like it reminds me of the Timberwolves signed Wiggins. It was one of those mm -hmm. things where it's like, it's well, not quite that bad though. Yeah, no, but like, no, it's not that quite bad. But, but like when we were there, it was like, is this a good deal? And it's like, no, but also like, what's the alternative? Like, right. You lose him for nothing or like you try to trade him, but then nobody wants to be put in that position where they have to sign him. So it's kind of like I mean, a loot. 
it's a lose lose a little bit. I mean, if he can learn to play some defense, then that could be a really good. That could end up being a totally fine deal. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a sieve on D. Like he's a bad, bad, bad defender. Um, right. and his offense is amazing. Um, but I think there is kind of a bit of a diminishing return with Jokic and Murray and him where you like someone's gonna have to defend and like actually murray and Jokic are not bad defenders so it's not like a total wash but it's uh it's a lot of money to pay a guy who is just gonna be a third scorer yeah and unless maybe you want him to be the second scorer and maybe he grows into that but the, uh, like what's been so great about denver over the years is that because like he was on a rookie contract and they have Jokic and they have murray they were able to get these other guys that uh, the, the biggest thing with Denver, right, was that they always have like 12 guys. Um, mm -hmm. And with, with this salary, I mean, you know, heading into next year, they might have that, but then you lose flexibility once those those contracts all kick in. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, they've done such a good job through the draft of finding guys that can play anyways. So like they just put the pressure's on to really continue that because they're, they're going to need those fringe guys um, to, to work out. But um, with that, let's transition to the sport or the three-star sports cards card corner. Um, big, big ups to them. We, we love them. Go check them out in Bloomington or little Canada or their website. Um, I've gotten so many cards back from, from grading and they've all graded pretty well from them. So, nice. um, yeah, I have to stop there this week and get some supplies. So, um, go check them out. Obviously like big, big thank you to them for their continued support of the podcast. Um, so let's take a look actually at Michael Porter jr. So, um, his car, his, uh, PSA 10 prism, um, with no surprise as we approach the season and he's in the news. Um, it just hit its three month high mm -hmm. going for about $150. Um, now back in July, that card was about $125. So, mm -hmm. I mean, not a huge thing, but now let's look at his, if you look at his PSA 10, uh, prism silver, which I think ultimately we're going to have to look more and more towards variations and silvers and like colored cards because oh, I wow. think so I think so many people graded their, their raw cards and they're, they're, you know, and obviously these other ones are SPs. So um, now his, his silver card was down to 425 and this is back at like July 1st. Um, and it's, it just peaked. We just had one sell, I think yesterday for 675. So I think there's two ways you could look at this. You could say one, like, Hey, this guy has injury history. Um, I'm just going to sell when people are talking about him. Um, or another way is like, hey, Jamal Murray's going to be hurt for the first half of this year and maybe the whole year. Um, maybe you just wait for him to have his moments and then you sell. Or you know, mm -hmm. if you're a if you're a, a if you're a believer of his long term potential, I think you just you, you hold it. But um, we are seeing it. It's like three month high. Um, so if you bought this card for four hundred twenty five dollars in you know, July 1st. And, you know, if you're able to sell it now, you're up, you know, 250 to $300. So that's a pretty good ROI. Um, another guy that I like a lot is Kevin Porter Jr. So we talked about John Wall and the Rockets basically agreeing that to a trade that like probably isn't going to happen. It seems more likely John Wall just sits on the bench in, in Houston this year, but uh, the Rockets basically are, are pretty bullish on a backcourt of, of Jalen Green, their number two pick. And Kevin Porter Jr., who's going to play point guard, kind of an unorthodox yeah. point guard. Um, you, you know, I think we talked about him actually in the card corner last year. He went from Cleveland to the Rockets about just a new opportunity. And um, 
I think the Rockets are going to be really, really, really bad, but I think there's a good chance that Kevin Porter puts up really, really good numbers. Um, now his PSA 10 silver prism is going for 375, and that's, um, you know, it, uh, two months ago you could have got it for uh, $100 less, so n- not a huge change. But, um, you know, I think I think for him it's like you wait for him to have big games and because I think there's a scenario in it, I don't think it's actually like, I don't think it tells you the story of whether or not Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be a good basketball player, but I think there's a scenario where he's averaging like 19 points, eight assists and five rebounds. And, you know, in, when we look at the, the, you know, basketball reference in January, yeah, and everybody's totally. like, Oh my God, maybe he's actually a good player. Um, I actually got his, his prism. I sent this in his prism base PSA nine and PSA nines, like just for reference, PSA tens, they generally hold their value and they 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 kind of ri- rise and fall like a normal stock would because that's what people are after is the the 10s now a psa 9 it's a bit more sporadic because generally people don't want nines as as badly as they want 10s obviously so the the market is is kind of goofy um sales have kind of been all over it it, it hit last $50 last week and that was kind of the peak but then it, there's a sale yesterday for $25, right. which yeah. I'm guessing was just like a buy it now on eBay. So um, my advice, if you have like a Kevin Porter Jr. cards is probably just wait for him to have a big game and then, and then flip again, unless you think like long-term he's going to be really, really good. But um, yeah. So two guys, two guys, it's interesting. Cause we're, we're, we're hitting a season now. And I think we're going to see a lot of these guys that, you know, you, you saw fall in, in price you're going to see them start to eke up. And then we're going to see yeah. similar to football where like, Oh, you had a big game. Like we're going to see individual cards just go up by $30 overnight, probably. Yeah. Um, and the big thing is with PSA coming back now, it's like a, a huge time to, to capitalize on things you get back. So, um, but yeah, Julian, I think that's Good all stuff. I got. Yeah, nice. man. Same. Um, awesome. We'll be back. I'm guessing there'll be plenty more news from, from training camp. Yeah. Um, as, as we get, get into the weekend, we'll keep an eye on all of that for you. Um, but yeah, we'll probably record on Sunday night or Monday and we'll have another episode, um, early next week. Uh, until then, Julian, you have a great weekend. You as well. Talk soon. Awesome. Thanks all.